This is Michael Johnson from Pawtech.net, and we're here in New York City at the FutureNet Conference. We're part of the Verizon Business Series of Podcasts, and my guest today is Ala Resnick, who's the Group Manager for IP and Internet Services with Verizon Business. So welcome to the podcast, Ala. Uh, thank you very much, Michael. Mm -hmm. Now, FutureNet is all about MPLS and VPLS. Now, there's some announcements that are happening around Verizon Business. Now, I understand that Verizon is the first U.S. major carrier to use VPLS. That is indeed true. Uh, we, uh, Verizon Business is proud to be the first major U.S. carrier to introduce VPLS service to the marketplace and offer it to our enterprise customers. VPLS is a new service. It has generated a lot of buzz uh, in the last probably two years in the industry. Uh, and uh, we certainly are proud to be the first to introduce it. VPLS is a virtual private LAN service and um, offers uh, cer certain advantages to enterprise customers. We feel that it will really take off in the marketplace. So what are some of the new features with VPLS and what's that going to mean to people? VPLS is a true VPN. Uh, essentially, it allows enterprise customers to build very large network solutions to connect multiple sites very easily using their existing Ethernet connections, their existing equipment, and without the need to build point-to-point -point connections between their sites. So it's perfectly suitable to build a true VPN solution. Now, we've talked a lot about MPLS in our series of podcasts here. How does that tie in or complement MPLS as opposed to VPLS? Oh, that's an ex excellent question, <laughs> and I think it's uh, FutureNet has made the right decision to introduce VPLS into the formerly what was only MPLS-focused show. VPLS is actually, first of all, built over MPLS core, so there is a connection already right there. In addition, Verizon Business has other services based on MPLS, and one of them is private IP, which has been in the marketplace for the last seven years, has been very successful. This new service is similar to private IP in the way that it provides this true VPN experience to enterprise customers as they build their large network solutions. At the same time, VPLS works at a different layer of MPLS. It's a technologically different. It allows customers to maintain control of their IP routing. So it's fundamentally different from the, our existing MPLS-based services in this regard. Okay. Well, in that difference, can it do some of the same things that MPLS does, like run data and voice and video and other kinds of things like that? Can it do indeed, that? Indeed. Indeed. As any um, v enterprise customers today demand that their VPN solutions provide true convergence of voice and data, and VPLS does just that. We have uh, four classes of service that allow customers to prioritize between data and voice services and run those applications effectively. So just like private IP, our previously launched MPLS solution, VPLS can do all of those same things. However, the fact that it operates at the layer two allows customers to maintain control. It doesn't require enterprise customers to share IP routing tables with service providers such as Verizon Business. So it provides a different type of VPN solution. So Allah, tell me a little bit about how the new VPLS services um, fold into the overall portfolio for Verizon Business. Um, VPLS is, uh, first and foremost, is a layer two VPN service. But it also uh, falls in, in, into our award-winning Ethernet portfolio. It is a true Ethernet service that allows customers to network at layer two level and emulate their LAN into a wide area networking environment. 
So what about bandwidth options? Because that's always important for people to really choose, and, and it ties into the cost savings as well. Absolutely. The, uh, VPLS, one of the wonderful attractive features of VPLS is that it offers the granularity, true Ethernet granularity of bandwidth. So customers can choose for their, each of their sites anywhere from one megabit per second, which is equivalent of approximately one T1, anywhere from that level up to full gigi, which is equivalent of over a thousand T1. So, and anywhere in between. So it does customers, it gives this enterprise customers the flexibility to really tailor their networks. If the site doesn't uh, generate too much traffic, one meg would be enough. And if the site is a headquarters or maybe a data center, they might go for 50 meg or uh, 100 meg or 1,000 meg. So it's a, a great, a, a lot of granularity in bandwidth. And uh, I think the customers who are used to Ethernet, who using Ethernet in their LAN, would find VPLS especially attractive. So what about their legacy equipment? Can, does it extend the life of that? Can they still use it? Do they have to buy a whole new set of, set of boxes and appliances? This is a, another excellent question. A CPE can certainly be reused. In fact, customers can use either routers or switches with, with VPLS solution, which is, a, again, a slight difference of, VP, of VPLS as opposed to private IP. So, but CPE can be reused. And in fact, as customers increase the bandwidth, there is no need to buy new cards for the existing CPE, and that's another advantage that VPLS provides to customers. And what about some of the costs? Are there other cost savings? Would that be another advantage that's happening, or how does that work? We have done some cost studies um, um, uh, on VPLS, and we came to the conclusion that customers can build, let's say, a 50-site network uh, using VPLS service, and that, that would save them anywhere between 10 to, to 20% in network cost if they were to build it the same using private lines. So there is significant cost advantage. In addition to this, on the CPE side, because they don't need to add new cards and their CPE equipment and continue to upgrade the, upgrade the CPE as the requirements for bandwidth increases at each site, there is also, of course, cost savings on the CPE side that the customers will experience because they wouldn't have to upgrade CPE with new cards as the requirements for bandwidth increase at each site. Okay. Well, let's talk about those customers. Now, we kind of, you know, you've been in the business for a while with MPLS for a number of years now, but what does a typical customer look like that would utilize VPLS on top of that? How would they access that service? A typical customer, we are, uh, this, this, this service will be mostly uh, suitable for customers with locations spread across the U.S., so the profile of that customer most likely will be Fortune 500, uh, somewhere in that range, uh, with locations across the United States. The, the number of locations ranging anywhere from 5 to 1,000 plus. So um, um, it will spread across any vertical industries, so a law firm can use that the same as would be true for a retail customer or a financial institution. Um, the security, of course, and reliability of the service is the highest we offer as any other provider would offer. So there is no trade-offs in terms of the cost or anything like that. So the typical customer will be a Fortune 500 with multiple locations across the United States. But what about quality of service? Because I know that that's one of the main concerns when switching over to, as everybody's kicking and screaming, perhaps, you know, did let into voice and integrating all of these services together, converge services. A lot of people are worried about uh, voice quality and other things, uh, the suffering. Mm -hmm. How's quality of service? 
uh, quality of service uh, uh, for VPLS is a, a truly carrier grade. It's a carrier grade Ethernet service and uh, VPN. We offer the highest levels of SLAs available in the industry. Uh, actually, they are set at the same level as our private IP service, which is, has been extremely successful in the marketplace. So I don't anticipate any concerns that enterprise customers might have with the quality of service. The most stringent SLAs and, uh, and performance is, is expected. So what's the future of VPLS as we go forward? Uh, we see the future of VPLS similar to our previous, uh, uh, previously launched MPLS-based solutions as private IP. First of all, we're going to take it global. Uh, so we have it on the roadmap for 2008, and uh, we're going to grow the service. We're going to offer um, a, a, maybe even more granularity in terms of classes of service, if that's what customers wanted. We're going to introduce application acceleration features and application aware features and uh, work with customers uh, to customize service where necessary. So we have a lot of uh, hope for the service and a lot of uh, uh, plans for the future. So if people are interested in finding out more about VPLS and MPLS perhaps too, of the whole universe, uh, can they go to the Verizon business website? We have um, information on VPLS and of course all other MPLS-based solutions posted at the verizonbusiness.com. Okay. I've been speaking today with Ala Resnick, who's the group manager for IP and Ethernet services at Verizon Business today at FutureNet in New York, talking about MPLS and also VPLS on top of that. It's new territory for a lot of people. Find out more at verizonbusiness.com. And Ala, it's been great having you on the podcast today. Thank you very much.